The health secretary also stressed that the vaccination push would come with difficult trade-offs, with primary care services focusing on urgent clinical needs and vaccines. So GPs and pharmacies are expected to do more. How much capacity do they have? Professor Martin Marshall is chair of the Royal College of GPs and Thorin Govind is a pharmacist and chair of the Royal Pharmaceutical Society's Pharmacy Board in England. Good evening to you both. Professor Martin Marshall, assuming that GPs will step up to this challenge, what trade-offs will they make? What won't they be doing? Yeah, well, general practices around the country that are able are, are gearing up for this uh, massive challenge. I think GPs recognising that recognise that the rapid spread of Omicron represents a health emergency, and and uh, speeding up booster delivery is the best way of of dealing with that. You're absolutely right that general practice can't do everything. So whilst you know general practice is absolutely essential if we are going to hit this massive target of essentially 20 million vaccinations in 17 days. Um, and they will do that. They will really push hard on that. But we can't do everything. So what we need to do is to concentrate on the uh, health conditions that are urgent. That means things like infections, perhaps poorly controlled diabetes, possible cancer symptoms, maybe mental health problems, those kind of things, but not deal with the things that are largely routine. And that's where I think the Secretary of State is absolutely right to send a message direct to the public about so what does stepping that mean? back if you, from routine problems. If you want a, a blood test or if you've got a, a dicky knee, are those the kind of things that are going to have to wait? Yeah, so, you know, routine aches and pains that have gone on for a long time and just aren't getting better, a mild rash in someone who has eczema that isn't getting better, um, non-urgent um, treatment to people who've got uh, stable long-term conditions like high blood pressure or, or asthma, for example, where they might need a regular review once a year, but it doesn't have to happen this side of the spring if there isn't capacity to do it. And there is, certainly won't be because general practice is under pressure. Are you concerned, though, that that will just make more problems further down the line? We know they're already long hospital waiting lists. Yes, I am concerned about that. I'm, I'm, I'm concerned particularly actually about the impact on general practice. So we will get through the next few weeks. I'm quite sure we'll see the same heroic activities that we saw in the first uh, primary course of the vaccination. Um, but this work isn't going to go away. So, so come January or February, we're going to need extra resources and step back of unnecessary bureaucracy and extra staff, mm -hmm. everything that we've been asking for even more urgently. Thorin Govind, if I can bring you in, uh, GPs are under pressure. Could pharmacies do more? Absolutely. And pharmacies are really keen to be involved in the booster programme. Um, I think the key point is we are all under pressure together as a team. We are working with general practice um, in pharmacy as well. So we really do understand the pressures on each other. Um, and I think really the, the, the call is we need to cut some of the bureaucracy. And I think Martin would agree with me on this. We need to make sure that our colleagues, our pharmacy colleagues, our GP colleagues, are really doing what is essential. There's no need for us to be worrying about audit requirements when we're trying, for example, to be focusing on the patients in front of us. And I think there's a huge part to play, um, as we've seen throughout this pandemic. People have been going into pharmacies more because they don't need an appointment. We're open late hours. We're open over the but, weekends. But how many pharmacies are currently taking part in the booster, the vaccination programme? Many people would argue that actually it is a job that could be done by someone who's a bit less qualified or a bit different 
differently qualified from a GP. You know, what's wrong well, with a nurse or a I pharmacist? I wouldn't say we were. We, we are definitely not less qualified. Differently, uh, I apologise. Differently qualified. Um, we have different skills and we complement each other very well. Um, I think the, the key point is one of the great things about community pharmacy is that it's really accessible to patients. It's normally a 20-minute walk away for most people. And one of the things we're finding is people are having problems accessing these larger centres because they might have to travel. People don't necessarily want to So how many pharmacies are currently involved then? So currently we've got about 1,500 pharmacies involved, which is not enough. We need to ramp that up. There are 11,000 pharmacies across the country. We've got colleagues who are ready to go. So it really is really a time now for so them what, to be included. So why aren't more pharmacies taking part then, do you think? Well, at the moment, um, the um, teams are actually have been continuing to express an interest throughout this whole pandemic. Um, and we've been hearing some news today as well about some of the requirements um, for the vaccine, and whether people need to wait 15 minutes or not. So it's things like that which are really going to help us increase our numbers. But the teams are ready and want to get involved further. So it really is, as uh, you know, Ad Boris was calling for people um, to get involved in our pharmacy teams are keen to do that. Very briefly, Professor Martin Marshall, I mean, is that something GPs should be pushing for, that actually pharmacies pick up some of this slack to take some of the pressure off GPs? Well, this is a team effort. If we're going to get through the 20 million, the million a day, then uh, general practice is important. Pharmacies are important. Mass vaccination centres are important. Everybody is. We need to work. We need to work together in order to deliver it. And I'm, I'm confident that it's possible. Professor Martin Marshall, Chair of the Royal College of GPs and Thorin Govin uh, from the Royal Pharmaceutical Society. Thank you both very much. Well, speaking this evening,